Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go on a Friday. Adam, how are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. And uh, it's weird. There's, I would say there's no football. It's the first you know, non-football week, but XFL is starting, so everybody's fired okay. up for that. You are our beat writer for the Vipers, uh, and you have been on a few Zoom calls, I understand with um, many of the offensive line coaches and wide receiver coaches and other players. Um, how, before we get into Raiders, like what, what's, what's your expectations for this league? Like what, what do you think is going to happen here? You've seen these leagues kind of try to prop up before and how successful or non-successful they've been. So from what you've learned from the Vipers so far, like what, what do you expect from the XFL this time around? It's super tough. I mean, there's been so many spring leagues that have been tried and very few have actually succeeded. I will say the level of talent is pretty good. Um, it's a you know pretty high level of player. A lot of players people have heard of, uh, some really good players, and it's it's much less of a gimmick this time around than it was in the 2001 version. Uh, the 2020 version, not a whole lot of people remember because it got cut very short because of COVID, but um, it's more of a legitimate football than it was last time around with some cool innovations, some cool behind the scenes stuff. Um, I would say the, the biggest thing they have going for them is a multi multi-year deal uh, with ESPN and ESPN family of, uh, of networks. So right. um, it should be around for a while in that regard, but um, the, the Vipers play tomorrow. Who are they playing? Um, Arlington. Yeah, what, what is their name though? Oh, Come on now! I'm just, no I, chance. I, I, did I get Did I get Arlington right? You did. They're playing in Arlington against the Tigers? Arlington, the Renegades. Oh, the Renegades. Okay, all right. Arlington there's Renegades. A, there's a Sea Dragons. Now hold there's on. Some... Is that Seattle? It is. Yes. Okay, I figured that one out. Let me the, tell me some of the nicknames. Uh, the Brahmas. Brahma. Which I, I think is which I think is a reference to uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is a uh, who is you know the owner, one of the owners of the league was the uh, I think the Brahma Bull. I think he was the was just like one of his nicknames in wrestling. I think I don't I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Houston, I'm hearing Houston's a good team. I, I I we were talking this morning with some people who are actually going to bet this stuff and do futures on this stuff, and he had I think he had a future on the Vipers and Houston. Um, that's, that's who they're going with. I mean, I, I don't know how you would really tell. I think. No, I have no things... idea. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a degenerate. He has no clue. Okay. Well, that's one of the things I've been uh, talking to some people about is that like, it's very, very tough to know who's going to be good. I mean, you can look at some of the names, um, on the teams and say, okay, maybe they're okay. Maybe this team can play. I've heard of some of these guys, but I mean, really going to come down to quarterbacks and coaching, I think is the biggest thing uh, you're going to see. Like the, the Vipers are very good at wide receiver, including former Raider, uh, Martavis Bryant, another former Raider, Vic Beasley, very short time, uh, former Raider. So they're around the, uh, so you're, you're thinking or what you're hearing from degenerates is the Houston yes. Roughnecks. The Houston rough- Roughnecks are going to be good. Yes, that's what I'm, I'm hearing. That's 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 breaking news here on Unsportsmanlike Conduct that the Houston Roughnecks are going to be good. He's got 
He's got bets in on them, and I think he just took the Vipers because they're a Las Vegas team. I don't. He doesn't know what he's doing. He certainly doesn't know any players or what's happening. So this is a guy who, last I heard, had won like I don't know eight of twenty prop bets in the Super Bowl and St. Louis Battlehawks are around. Okay, is there a, is there a uh, team in Florida? Isn't that where the Rock lives? Sure, the Orlando Guardians. Okay, all right. All right. You were referring to the Houston Roughnecks earlier. Yeah, that's uh, there's some really good squad. The DC Defenders. Okay. And it's all these good. all these teams, correct me if I'm wrong, have been practicing in Texas and they will fly in for games. Their base is Texas. Yeah, it kind of uh it, it makes it, you know, less uh, less training staff, less medical, all those things, I think, to, to centralize uh, all the practice. And then hopefully they hope to move into, into their cities next year if things work out well. But uh, we'll find out. Will one of these eight teams be the new home of Derek Carr? Oh, man, that would be that would be something. You know, he his brother did play in Houston and the Roughnecks are the best team we're hearing. So uh, after he makes his trip to the Jets, maybe he's going to go to Houston for a little trip with the Roughnecks. That'd be interesting. Um, so you're thinking this year before you get the raise, you're thinking this thing survives for a few years that the Vipers, by the way, playing out of a wonderful Cashman field. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what it looks like. They're, they're doing some, uh, you know, some transitioning of the stadium uh, for, you know, for football. So we'll, uh, we'll find out how it goes, but yeah, look, it's, it's football. And I know that, you know, there's a, you know, maybe negative vibe in some senses about, about spring football because it hasn't always worked out, but uh, they're doing all the right things, I think, to at least try to make a go of it. And then we'll see if it works out. And it's an opportunity for people that miss out on football and you know, you miss the Raiders. They haven't played in a while. You miss uh, football in general at the Super Bowl last week. All right, well, here you go. Here's another product to watch and it starts right away. Uh, all right. We'll look forward to the coverage on that. I'll join you at the uh, home opener next week. So that'll be, that'll actually be fun. I want to see what it looks like. Also going to watch the game tomorrow. I think noon kickoff locally here, if I'm not mistaken, on ABC. Yep, ABC. Oh, ABC. Yeah, big yeah, big time. Good for the Vipers. Uh, so came out this morning that Derek Carr, uh, 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 the quarterback you just mentioned, is visiting the New York Jets. We know that Derek has already visited New Orleans. So I wanted to ask you this because we've heard Carolina, we've heard Tampa Bay, we've heard New York, we've heard New Orleans, all of these. Um, when you hear all the teams that he's supposedly linked to, does one stand out in your mind as, oh, that's where he should go? That's the best fit? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, the, the Saints are the easy one because they were the ones that, you know, were the first to reach out, the ones that supposedly agreed to a trade package uh, potentially for Derek before this, uh, before the release happened. And um, it should be noted because I think a lot of people overlook this uh, in the in the entire scenario. The Saints, you know, the reason that Derek Carr didn't accept the deal to the Saints is because they wanted him to take a pay cut. Right, they wanted right. him to renegotiate the deal and take less money, and and he didn't want to do that. So it's not, you know, it's not completely this. You know, hey, a team was willing to trade for him, sure, if if he took a pay cut and he didn't want to do that. So he's gonna, you know, figure that out now. And and I assume that the goal will be to get more guaranteed money, even if it's spread out over more time. Because I don't know that he's gonna get thirty two million guaranteed for just this season, which is what he would have got if he accepted that trade. So. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces here, but the Saints made sense, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, need a quarterback, a team that, you know, has a defense in place, could potentially make a move in the NFC South uh, because that division is wide open. Uh, we saw this year the Bucks won, you know, under 500, and, and now Tom Brady's gone, and Tom, and the, the Bucks have huge cap problems. So 
you, the Saints are, are in a position to make a move and, and to, to win a division. So that one made sense. And uh, the fact that Dennis Allen is there, a guy that, you know, their car is familiar with and has played with, with the Raiders. So um, that, that one made sense. I think really that entire division makes some sense. You just mentioned the Bucks. you know, they, they need yeah. to find a quarterback. They've, they've, you know, they have Kyle Trask waiting, but uh, if he's not ready to go, you know, you might want a, a veteran quarterback that you can plug in and, you know, help you know take them back to a potential postseason appearance which they were there this year even though they weren't very good uh also in that division carolina makes a ton of sense as well i mean that's another team that seems to be on the rise needs a quarterback has a lot of the other things in place a new coach coming in um and frank reich who is you know a really good coach in my mind and a guy that works very well with quarterbacks and a guy that has shown recently that he likes to take on veteran quarterbacks so um that one makes a lot of sense i think anybody there there does i do not think the jets make sense for a couple of reasons but yeah i think that those those teams in the nfc south are the ones that make a ton of sense to me this is just a cliche in our business as we know i don't know i i never worked in the market so i have no idea how it's how true it is um but the you know one of the standard lines is oh could he handle the new york market could he handle the new york media uh as you know, Derek Carr, would that be an issue for him? See, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I, I, I'm kind of torn because I think sometimes he does take, take things a lot personally, um, but he also answers questions and stands up there and answers questions. I, I, I mean, how far up or down on his list of parameters to make a decision, whether if he had a chance to go to New York and he wanted to, would that be? I mean, I think it's where he is. He wants to move his family. That's a huge deal for him. Um, what the team has, New York has a good team, good defense, um, some skill guys. Um, it is cold weather. We know the we know the line about him in cold weather. But specifically to the market, like how do you think he would fit in the market? He doesn't seem like a great New York fit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the first thing is um, – before I even talk about the potential media implications is the weather, right? I mean, right. He hasn't, he hasn't played well in bad conditions. He hasn't played well outside in general. Um, this would not make a whole lot of sense to go to a cold weather place where there's a lot of bad weather games when he has struggled so much in that, in that realm throughout his career. So I don't think it makes sense on that level. Um, I do think it makes sense in that, Hey, they've got a good defense or a rising team probably just need a quarterback and they could be in a good position, although they're probably not going to win the division. They could be in a good situation to make the playoffs and make a run. Although the AFC is just so difficult. If his goal is to try to win a title, it's probably not happening with the Jets. So it doesn't make sense in that regard, but in terms of media, yeah, I think it would be a disaster. I do. And, and I think it's, you know, you're right that he is willing to stand up and answer questions. I don't think he's always genuine when he answers those questions, but he does answer them. Um, But I think the difference is, and, and I'll say, I think a lot of people look at certain media markets and as quote, you know, soft or something like that. And, you know, a little bit in the Bay area, we saw that, but, you know, you talk about going to a place like potentially new Orleans or Carolina, it's not, it's not, you know, the hardest landing spot. And I don't think it's necessarily soft. And I'll say the Las Vegas media in general, cause that's, you know, we are main parts of that. I, I think we see our job as telling the story, of you know the players and it's hey here's we'll ask you the question you'll have a chance to answer it and then it's kind of on the readers to decide and you know we write what we think about it but or you write what you think and i write what happens and you know the readers kind of decide at, at that point i think the difference in a place like new york or potentially boston i you know not that he's going to go to the patriots but a place like new york 
the media sees it as their job to make a guy crumble. Like that's what they see their job as. They don't see it their job as to, you know, tell the story. They want to be the story. They want to create right. the story. They want to right. badger him. And believe me, Derek will wilts under that. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in, in Las Vegas. We've seen him melt down a couple of times and then struggle after he does so. Like he doesn't handle that well. And, and I, I think if you want to try to make him crumble, you can. Uh, I don't think it's our job to. But there are people in New York that think it is their job too, and they will try to make that happen. And I, I just don't think that's a great fit. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit. There's a new brand of water out there that looks just like Tall Boys of Beer. On the latest Vegas Nation podcast, my guest thought it was malt liquor, but it's really a 22-ounce can of pure liquor refreshment. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps that's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. And it's called Liquid Death. Liquid Death's Tall Boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Did you know plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore and more plastic than not goes just to the landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and profitable for recycling facilities. My favorite is the Liquid Death Severed line because it gives me that pick-me-up I need in the middle of the day when you feel like you're dragging and you won't make it to the final bell. But this is crisp and refreshing, and the taste perks me right up and gets me through my day. So go get Liquid Death at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. There's too many things, and you just mentioned most of them, that is not a great fit. And I'll go back, like you said, to the division. Yes, they could, you know, with the Bills in there, you don't know what the Patriots are going to do year to year. Um, in that division, you might just be looking at a wild card, which is fine, but, you know, it makes it much tougher to make a deep run being a wild card. And, in you know, you go into the New Orleans division with those teams, I mean, he could go win that division. Not only win the division, I mean, look, in the AFC, yeah, you're talking about trying to, trying to win a division or at least get a wild card, which, again, it's there. Like, the opportunity is there. We saw the Dolphins make that uh, run this year and get into the playoffs. Like, that's fine. But you're right. You look around the rest of the conference, you know, you're going to still have the Chiefs. You're still going to have the Chargers who are on the upswing. You know, obviously, the Broncos think that they're going to make a run now. The, the Raiders are in a tough position. We'll see what they do. Like, just look around the entire AFC – You've got, you know, Baltimore with potentially if they keep Lamar is going to be is still going to be a force. And you've got all these teams that are going to be very, very difficult to try to get over the mountain. If your goal is to try to win a title, which he says it is, the path is there in the NFC. I mean, who's the best team in the NFC next year? We think the Eagles, but they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts soon. Not next year, but, you know, they're going to have to pay him at some point. And so that makes it a little more difficult to have all those star players around him. The 49ers don't really have a quarterback right now. They're good otherwise. Other than that, is there an unbeatable team? No. Like no. the path is there to try to make a Super Bowl. So if you want to, we'll see. If, if, if Derek Carr, in what he told me when, you know, when, you know, last week or whatever, it's two weeks ago now, when he finally talked was he wants to go to a place where he has a chance to win a title. 
um, in a place that has shown a commitment to winning long term. And right, right. Okay, that's that's fine. But if you if you truly want to win a title, you have to go to the NFC. You almost have to. Um. All right. Then let's bring it back home here. Uh, he's in the dark. He's in a dark room. I think it's his. I think it's the third day. Uh, food through the little slot in the door. Can get out if he wants. We don't really know what's happened with Aaron Rodgers. If he's made it or he's still in there. Um. I'd like to. We, you and I have not. I have not asked you this question. Um. I don't know, given all the other places that they have to get better at, uh, specifically on the defensive side. And I know it wouldn't be a huge cap hit this year, but the assets back would be a lot. And it would be going forward uh, in terms of what the cap would be with him. Do you think of all the names that have been out there that Aaron Rodgers is the best fit for the Raiders if they choose to go uh, with a um, a veteran starter over over maybe drafting someone and saying, okay, Rookie contract, here you go. We're going to struggle with you, but you're going to get better, and you're going to be the guy eventually. First of all, we're taping this on Friday. I believe he's going in today. Oh, he's going into the darkness today. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. So I think that was the plan. Um, And also, I do want to go on this retreat. I I think especially if he signs here, um, I need to go and do this and and relate and write a story about how you you cope. Now, I don't think I can make it. it would be a very difficult struggle, but I would love, I would love to go do that story. And I believe, I think he's in Guatemala. I think that's where he's yeah, at. It's in Guatemala. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was like the, the speculation. Price, he never confirmed that. Trip, my friend. Yeah. It's, it's actually not that, not that expensive to fly. I looked at flights. You've already looked at flights. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, I've been down to Costa Rica a couple of times. It's a great spot. I like it. Uh, I think Guatemala probably similar, although the accommodations in Costa Rica at the resorts are a little probably better than this darkness retreat, whatever it is. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's where he's at and he's trying to consider what he's going to do. Now he also, he has not said he's going to play. Like he said, there's a possibility he comes out of this and has some clarity and doesn't want to play anymore. There's also a chance he wants to go back to green Bay. Although his kind of subtle comments at the end of his appearance on Pat McAfee the other day would suggest he's probably thinks he's done in green Bay and that green Bay is moving on from him. So uh, a lot of possibilities there. Um, is he the best quarterback that they could get? Yes. Yeah. There's no yes. question. Obviously. He's yeah. one of the Cal- best Cal- quarterbacks. Yeah. One of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. And obviously he's worked well with Devontae Adams. And um, I, I think it would be a very fun offense and, and something to, interesting to watch. Is he the best fit for the Raiders? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Um, I thought, you know, I thought that they should rebuild last year. We talked about it time and time again on the, on this podcast. I thought that they went in the wrong direction by kind of going all in on this team. I think they should have taken a step back, let Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler lose this year, uh, try to try to tank even, um, and try to build for the future. I thought that's, that's what they should have done in year one and they didn't. And so now they're a year behind where they could have been in terms of trying to rebuild. I think now they should do it. Now the issue is, do you give them time? Because what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler should do is try to lose this season. And and try to you know try to position themselves for next year. In fact, I would I wouldn't even draft a quarterback this year. I would piece together whatever I could, try to lose, and then you know be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year. That's what I would do. Um, but you know I don't think that they have that much of a leash. I think that you know if they were to go and, and say, hey, we're going to go three and fourteen this year and try to lose, so we can you know we can play we can build for the future they might not be the ones building for the future they might right. you know be fired and somebody else would be 
building for that future. So because you don't know if you have that time, you do have to kind of look at those options and try to do what you can to win. And Aaron Rodgers would, would probably be the one that would help them get the most wins. So, you know, what they should do and what they're going to do are probably two very different things. If they were guaranteed somehow, if you could go in and say to you know Mark Davis, hey, look, we need to be guaranteed at least three seasons so we can build this team the way we're supposed to, then maybe they would do it that way. But I just don't think they have that luxury. So uh, I think they're probably going to go in a direction like trying to find a veteran. You know, we, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, of course, being maybe the top of the list. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably near the top of the list. And I think, you know, if it is true that Mac Jones is available, that's another name we've been talking about for a while. And um, I don't know that that'd be the way I would go. In fact, it wouldn't be the way I would go. But, we're, you know, all those things have to be watched because there might be some pressure for them to win this year. Uh, you'll be doing our draft coverage again with all your mock drafts. Uh, I know you're starting that that research right now, watching tape and watching players. Uh, of what you know right now, they can't get one of the top two quarterbacks. Who's your third pick sitting at seven? Who would you take? Well, I mean, I think you'd be looking at at offensive line is a place I would definitely be looking. I think no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying they make I'm saying they make the decision to take a quarterback. Oh, well, look, I. I don't like Will Levis very much at all. He's the Kentucky kid who a lot of people right. really like. He's got a lot of variance in terms of what he can be. And, you know, I've said this, you know, I never thought Josh Allen to be good. I still think that there's a lot of inconsistency issues that Josh Allen has, but he's been so much better than a lot of people expected. And I think he has ruined quarterback evaluation. I think it's everybody thinks, and he's also ruined, you know, first couple of years of evaluation for players because Josh Allen was so bad his first two years, especially his first year that in the past teams would have just given up on a guy like that. And all of a sudden he turns the corner year three. So now everybody thinks if they have a really bad quarterback for two years, he's going to turn the corner and be great. And Hey, look, he can turn out and will Levis is chief chief among those kind of players. You look at him and say, man, he's so inconsistent. He throws the ball over the place. Um, he, yeah, he's athletic. He, he, he shows that he could potentially develop and be that big quarterback that can run people over and run through people and also throw the ball downfield, but he just hasn't shown it, but Hey, he's going to get there because Josh Allen got there. Well, you don't necessarily know that. So I, I just don't like a lot of what he is, but he absolutely has those same kind of traits that Josh Allen had. So we'll see how that works out. Anthony Richardson is another guy that's a prospect. He's a project. I should say, um, probably not ready to step in and be a great player right now, but man, he's got all the tools that you could possibly want. He makes plays off schedule, has, can throw from all platforms, can run all over the place. Um, I, I think makes fairly good decisions as well. Uh, I, I don't know if that'd be the direction they would go. I think if, if he's a guy that fell to like the second round, you would just jump all over him to pick him that high in the first, like you're committing and saying, this is our guy. But man, I, I'm intrigued by the the level that he could potentially get to for sure. So that'd be a guy I'd look at. All right, I'm I'm trying to come up with uh, a halftime show for next year's Super Bowl in Las Vegas uh, with Vegas ties. Is the question of the day, and I asked a few people this: Is Imagine Dragons too small? Yeah, I think so. How about the Killers? I think I think they might be too. I mean, they might make an appearance, but I don't think they would. It would be the, I mean, they've gone, they've gone, first of all, they've kind of gone away from any kind of local tie. I mean, last year was more of a West coast hip hop. So it was a little bit of a local tie. Um, obviously Rihanna, no tie with Phoenix. Right. Um, I, no, you don't have to have a tie. I just, 
I was just trying to come up with, you know, the non Celine Dion strip acts that, you know, maybe it ends up being one of them. Oh, that Celine Dion would be terrible. Bruno Mars has kind of done it, but he's a Las Vegas guy now. Um, that would be interesting. Uh, he is, it was good. It's not, it's Bruno Mars is not the kind of music I would listen to, like driving around or like on my own, but his, he puts on an amazing show. Um, so it'd be interesting. I, I, I've kind of been of the thought that it should be Jay-Z. Um, he is the producer of the show, but he hasn't really been on there. I think that would be fantastic, but, um, I'm going to pick hip hop every time. So there's, you know, there's not much variance in in where I'm going to go, but I think that would be great. You don't like my pick of Harry Styles? Absolutely not. He's global. Not even, He's not global. even close. Not even close to the level you would need to be. He's global. Grammys everywhere. Last week, he's sitting in the front row. They kept calling him up. Come on, you want another one? Come on, you another I'm in one. For, uh, I'm in for Ariana Grande. That'd be good. Really? You think uh, uh, Styles is as big as her? He, he's as cool. big. As- I don't think she's big enough either, but I think I would I would like to be there for the presser <laughs> and for the show. <laughs> well, that'll be uh that'll be something. I, I, I like your ideas. Um you would not like mine because I'd also go with some country artists. Uh what do you think, by the way? Did you know did you know anything about Chris Stapleton before he before he did the anthem? What do you think of him? I mean, it was it, it is what it is. This uh, people people cannot they cannot separate this when I say it like it's in the national anthem is objectively bad song. And like, you can't, it, people are like, what do you mean? So much like not, of course it does. I'm saying as a musical number, it is a terrible song. It just is. And in that, like, yes, you can separate what it means and the, you know, the, the meaning behind it and the, the passion for the country and all those things. But I'm just saying musically it stinks. And so it's, it's kind of hard to do it. And he tried, I guess, but it's just, the song's awful. Oh, I love him. I think he's one of the best. I think he's one of the most talented guys around, but I'm a yeah, country. He, tried. He, he gave it a good effort. It, it was, it was fine, but I mean, it's hard to make that song good. It just stinks. Well, there you go, listeners. Adam Hill on the national anthem. Wait, wait till, wait till you get, wait till you get the feedback on this, and somebody is like, "But do you hate the country?" No, no. The song, <laughs> as a musical, just as a musical piece, it's awful. You don't like when the Golden Knights fans sing out "Night." Well, I think it's disrespectful, but I, but I also, you know, I think the. You know, it's a time for reflection, right? We're not supposed to do anything else. It's just supposed to be reflecting on the country. So you're not supposed to scream things right. during it. Right. Um, no, but it, look, and and Golden Pipes, he's awesome. Colonel Johnson oh, is sure. awesome. Golden Pipes is wonderful. He he makes the song sound almost palatable um, from, <laughs> you know, from, musically. Uh, but as good as he is, too, the song still stinks. Oh, man. All right, well. We're going to get some feedback on this. Larry, have a picture of the uh, of the flag when you tweet this thing out. Uh, but imagine, just just wait and see how wrong people are about what I actually said. This, oh, this that's, the, our, that's the best part. Our last episode. Yeah, I know they're gonna. Um, I know they're gonna respond. But two, I also know they're gonna respond exactly how you did with your hate of patriotism and hate of the uh, hate of the country. Right, right. When it has nothing to do with that. Talking just strictly from a musical perspective. 
Can't wait for that response because you know we're going to get it. All right, buddy. Great job. Enjoy the Vipers tomorrow. I'll be watching as well. You'll have all our coverage uh, for the Vipers all season. And uh, put a future bet on them uh, if, if you can to, to join my degenerate friend who's got a future on them. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation three times a week. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Neer, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports.